G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode 6 of the Outback Mine podcast. much for joining uh, the, today. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday afternoon and uh, nice and muggy where I am. I would imagine where our guest is, it's probably not uh, not so, being uh, all the way from down uh, in Tasmania. I have a gentleman on the phone with me this afternoon by the name of Philip Harback. Now, Phil has been running what I believe may be the, uh, the longest running men's circle or men's group in Australia. Um, and really, uh, I went to one of Phil's um, sessions years ago, and I'll talk about that more as, as we go along, but uh, Phil has an unbelievable um, you know, knack and knowledge to be able to understand men and uh, where men are coming from and the ability to be able to help guys out with their issues and challenges and so forth that many of us face in modern life. So hope you uh, can sit back and enjoy uh, the conversation today around men's well-being and be able to sort of take some tips and tricks away from Phil on his own journey but also or from his own journey but also what he's observed and what he's been able to see uh, and help guys with over the last 30 or so years with his uh, with his circle in uh, in Tasmania so uh, I'll bring Phil on are you there Phil? Yes Aaron great to uh, talk to you it's uh, actually it's quite Quite sunny in Tasmania today, so Is it really? good news for us. How? Uh, what's the temperature down there, mate? It's about twenty-three, I think. So it's not too bad. Very pleasant. So twenty-three in Hobart is like thirty anywhere else. Like the the sun's very <laughs> direct down there, isn't it? So it's sort of that's uh, it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Beautiful, uh, beautiful part of the world, mate. And uh, when the weather's good, it's uh, there's no better place on earth, I don't believe. It's such a spectacular place. And if you want to catch fish, you couldn't uh, wish for a better place to go and do that either. So, Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mate, uh, really grateful for you uh, spending some time to have a chat with me today. I was really keen to get you on uh, just to talk about, you know, what you what you observed over the last, you know, 30 odd years or more with, with men's well-being, but also how things have evolved and changed over the last you know, few years or decades with mental health and you know, getting a bit of a, an understanding of your own journey and sort of what you brought or what brought you to, um, you know, trying to, to get more guys together to talk about um, ourselves and our lives in general, to, to improve our lives, I suppose, uh, for one another. So could you give us a bit of a, a snapshot in the background of, of, of your life, um, you know, from where you started to where you are today? Yeah, look, I uh, I started doing uh, men's work some years ago, and uh, I guess what it was, I was just taking some guys away, and maybe I think you know, really, when I look back, look back on it, uh, it's probably been very helpful for me uh, because um, I, I think I was trying to resolve some things in my own head, you know, my own life. So I think I started it by default, and. Um, just started getting guys together. I have a place that I take them to and, and we, uh, we sit down and chat about life's issues and it just sort of evolved from there. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, I thought that um, I could get some guys, you know, that really knew more than me to come along and help. And whilst I did that, I found they didn't really have much of a heart for the guys and you know, I guess wanted them to go down a track that they wanted them to go down a track. But 
I think for me, the biggest thing that I've learned over the years is just to listen to guys and allow them to be who they are and um, and just not even try and instruct, but actually just to try and hear them, I think is really important. Yeah, really beautiful to hear, Phil. And I guess that is a, 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 an Achilles heel for a lot of guys because we get stuck and we, we don't, you know, open up and speak. We we sort of feel trapped quite, you know, quite a way because of the way we're sort of educated in many ways, but also, you know, what sort of society puts on us. So to be able to speak in a group forum takes a lot of courage. Um, yeah, so really, really nice to hear you say that. So just, just taking, taking a step back again, before you got into men's circles, what were you doing earlier on in life and, uh, and how has your own mental health journey been? Look, I, I think I've got to go back to when I was, you know, I probably was five and this really impacted me and um, I uh, was at school and um, I, I just couldn't, you know, couldn't um, really get a mark to, to save myself and right through primary school uh, it was quite difficult. In secondary school it was a, a lot better but um, I, I could get words mixed up and, and of course now a diagnosis of dyslexia or whatever is what it was but actually they tried to beat that out of me and that actually set me up for failures in lots of areas so i go back to that and go well what do i you know what have i learned from that and I, the biggest thing if i look at it now as nearly a 70 year old um i have had to make that wound or that hurt or that pain a gift and because if i didn't i was going to pass it on to others and so I had to come to reconcile, yes, that was painful, but not to blame others, but what can I learn from it? And so I've grown through that, you know, painful uh, process. And today, you know, that, that wound or that pain or that, that hurt has become a gift because it's a gift to others that helps other people. Mm. Yeah, you, 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 you're right. It's, it's amazing how all these things that we think are our weaknesses become our strength i guess and um that's that's true yeah it's interesting i was just having lunch before and a lady that comes to my yoga class was there with her husband and he was telling me about all the bad things about his body and i said well how about you come along and we'll do you know some of the things that are the good things and and, and help your body work within its own capacity and and you, yeah. you, you were working within your own capacity to be able to, you know, use that as, as a gift and a strength, I suppose, in the end. You could have taken the other way and the judgment and so forth could have uh, really ruled your life. So that's really, uh, I, I congratulate you for, for what you've done, mate. That's, um, that's tremendous for, for a guy, you know, back in those days not to revert to booze or any of the easy, uh, easy options. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the drugs and the booze, it works because it masks the pain. And I guess today, most of the stuff that I do is just listening to guys and trying to hear their pain and um, I guess finding a pathway for them to to go, well, hang on, what's the good in that? Can we see some good in that? And actually just changing the lens has just been really helpful for the guys today. And when you first started your men's circles, that would have been back in, say, 1990, uh, what was the uptake yeah. like back then? Was there many people uh, interested in coming along or was it like a bit of a struggle to get going? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I remember talking to some people and say, look, I want to start, you know, getting guys together. And they said, there's nothing wrong with the guys, you know, there's nothing wrong with them. Mm. And I go, gee, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't sit very true with me because the ones I talk to aren't going that well. And so it was very difficult to actually get anything off the ground because, because of, um, uh, I guess, attitudes, really. You know, attitude, no, no, we're all good. And yet, you know, I would then talk to somebody and I, I, I think this is true just probably across the board until you go through go through something you probably can't hear it anyway so these guys that were all you know what I would call the egoic journey they they, they don't they don't need help because you, you can't actually help those people but when you actually the wheels fall off and you think oh actually there is something deeper going on here, then they can actually hear what we've got to say. Whereas I think if we're still going to go, yeah, no, it's all good, mate, you know, just talk about the football and, and the soccer and the fishing and the whatever, um, I think that's a mar that masks, you know, some of the pain and, of course, the drugs and the alcohol mask that deeply. Yeah, really interesting to hear what you said about being a young boy and... Uh and um, you know, being criticised for your abilities and so forth. Um, yeah. It's, it's changed a little bit now, but many of us in our, our middle years or um, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit older, we're, we're sort of, um, you know, we, we had those sorts of consequences, I guess, where we were really, uh, um, I suppose, put in a fear state where we, we were having to, you know, get so many grades or, or, you know, the expectations of being good at sport, all that were very, very, um, very, very difficult for us. And a lot of us didn't have the capacity or the ability to be able to, uh, to move into that. And uh, I guess what that did back then is reward the kids that were actually good at things and the ones that weren't so much were, um, were sort of pushed aside. And um, there's many guys yeah. like yourself, and, and I, I fall into that, that, that box as well, uh, to be able to... You know, actually move through that. Uh, I, I struggled with stuff that happened to me when I was a young fella for years, but it took yeah, a, a yeah. fair bit to actually, you know, get it out. And that could have been fast-tracked if there was men's circles around when I was like a, a late uh, teen or an early uh, early guy in my 20s, you know, to be able to go there and understand it and actually be accepted for, 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 for who I was, yeah. Yeah, I think what, you know, in some ways, creating some wisdom guides is really important. Because as a young person, um, you, you know, you, you accept, you know, because I actually thought I was writing the whole thing correct, but of course I wasn't. Um, but if you could have had uh, some help, because a young person takes on everything. There is no filters. They take it on and go, well, actually, there's something wrong with me. And I guess that reflects today where we have a very low self-esteem. Mm. And so I, I just find, you know, for my own journey, it's it's been important that I you know be able to talk about you know in a safe way you know because not every uh, forum is safe so you've got to provide safety for guys to share uh, and that that to me is really uh, uh, important today as we move forward on mental health and how do we get through some of this. Mm, that's that's the trap for guys uh, primarily from the way I, I see it. And I've experienced it myself. To be able to talk, you know, I, I personally was unable to talk to anyone in my family. And when I got married, I couldn't talk to my wife because she never could really understand where I was coming from, you know. And 
And then it was a a huge thing to go to seek help through the psychology model or whatever. Um, But I believe a men's group is such a a good medium or a a coach or someone that's actually got the ability to be able to come at it from lived experience uh, so they can help you understand and really hear where you're coming from. I don't know sometimes whether the, the, the medical model of of the the counsellor or the psychologist or the psychiatrist can be that beneficial because um, they, they haven't experienced what you've been through. They they sort of put it into a category which is very much like what you experienced when you were a young boy, and and you know you are you are fearful of being put into that category. So um, I I really believe you know what you're doing, and I hope that uh, in the future there's more resources and funding come for this because it's so important for guys to be able to come around as, as a group to share with what's going on in their lives and it, it goes back to you know hundreds thousands of years of, uh, of, of men coming together in tribes and so forth and talking about their their stuff and um you know that yeah. sort of uh, that changed to alcohol in the pub and it uh you know we'll, we'll we all know what the consequences of that can be you, you you go up but then you come down and then you stay down and it's hard to speak again so to be able to talk openly and honestly i think it's really important look look it is um but but the safety of that is really important as well mm-hmm. where we're creating a safe environment safe and, and, and in some ways sacred because each one's story is so important in some ways it's a sacred story because that's their journey and I just sort of can't overemphasize you know we can start men's groups but sometimes they're not not safe and you know we we can create that safety um, and some of that comes from older older people older heads I suppose but I, I just uh, I, I think you know we've, we've just got to I, I, I guess listen more and uh, and start to hear our guys um you know we're in such dire straits in 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 australia yeah so just on that what have you observed over the last 30 years to where we are now and where men's well-being is uh, at the present time um there's lots of talk about men's health and, and all these sorts of things going on um mm. but there's not a real lot being done about it um from a parliamentarian or a parliament uh you know uh, type of view with regards to really stepping into this space and, and getting things uh, moving more but uh, yeah. you know from what from what you experience as a young guy I believe you know the diagnosis of mental health may have changed with the anxiety depression bipolar PTSD all those sorts of things sure sure but you know where do you think we're at at the moment uh, are we are we going forward or are we coming backwards do you think well look I think um, we've got such a broad base of people now saying hey we've got a problem but that's got to be a good thing mm-hmm. you know uh, just through all the different organizations that are saying hey there's a problem I guess we've done a little bit of work in the workplace and I guess the one of the one of the biggest um, we, we want to talk about it but actually I think to move from just talking about it and actually looking at how we can help our men is two different things so for me I I see now we've got you know and we have a a blitz on are you okay day yeah righto but actually there's not the ongoing or how can we help these people move through some of the trauma and some of the things that have happened and some of the way they're treating life 
So I, I, so I, I see it as two ways. We can, we can still continue to talk about it, and that, that, that we need that. So I'm not saying that's wrong. Uh, we certainly need the publicity, and, and we've got plenty of that. But actually, how do we work through, you know, with somebody? And I, I guess, uh, you know, for me, just a very quick snapshot. I come from a business background, and about 24 years ago, my factory burnt to the ground, and and I looked for people to help me, not help me with the the factory or the insurance or whatever else, but actually I was, you know, thinking, hang on, all this is now gone. Who am I now? And and of course that's our deepest question. You know, will you know if I share some of this stuff, will somebody think, oh gee, I don't really like you now? Um, but, but so I had to discover, well, who am I without the manufacturing is what I was doing. So my whole, I guess my whole premise was even, you know, going through that process was, was you, you know, I've, I've, I've now come to this place and I don't know who I am. Mm. Uh, now, I, I was the manufacturer, right, and a lot of guys, you know, uh, we're a farmer, we're a doctor, so that's our, you know, we, we hold on to that because we, we, are, we are that, mm. but we're more than that. Yeah. And who am I now that's gone? And, and I searched high and low for, uh, for some answers. And, um, you know, I did a bit of work with Gardening Foundation in Canberra. And finally, um, uh, this fellow asked me to, you know, come up and, and have a talk to this, this, you know, this guy up in uh, Brisbane. He was from America. And, you know, I swear he actually told me my story, mm. but I'd actually worked through it. And, you know, what, I'd, what I've noticed now is, is that it's actually the male journey. And the male journey is quite complex, and that's something that we actually teach. Mm. But it's just, it's, we, we, you know, just moving away from, and we need the advertising, but we need practitioners, not just the, the professionals, but people with a heart to actually help someone. And it's actually all of us. We all should be engaged in this project. And and your mate down the road, hey, how you going, mate? And 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 start to build a network of care around our men, no matter what background they have, no matter where they come from. Mm. Yeah, a few things that uh, that popped in while you were speaking, Phil, was you know I'm a such and such. I'm a gardener. I'm a baker. I'm a you know I'm a bricklayer. Whatever. We're, we're so yep. often uh, we're so often categorised and it, um, you know on what we actually do, but at, underneath all of this, we are a soul and we are human beings Correct. that uh, that are that are living a functional life, and we're here for a reason. You know, primarily not just to be able to you know earn money, get a super, and pass on. It's all about being able to live traditionally, like you know our elders and so forth have to be able to you know live live from a place of compassion i believe because that's where the growth happens and if we're living in fear and shame and guilt consistently it's very hard to to move forward um so yeah so that's that's tremendous to be able to hear you know you say that because it's so often that we we label ourselves and judge ourselves and and let other people do that for us but uh, underneath everything there's a sense of peace and a spark within us that um it just sometimes needs to be reignited when it does go out. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think we're here for a purpose and I guess finding what our 
uh, and I'll use, I think you used the word soul, uh, but what's our soul's purpose? Not our soul purpose, but what's our soul's purpose? Why are we here? Mm. What, what, what is, what's the purpose of me being here? How can I help someone else? And I mean, we've made it about possessions and money and whatever else, but mm. the greatest reward is you can, and as I deal every week, you know, with people that just come and say, hey, thank you so much, you helped me so much. And you know, I didn't do anything. I just listened to them. Yes. And and we've got to find a a better way. You know, we can all talk about active listening and that, but actually, we've got to practice it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And uh, you know, it gets back to the the judgment uh, within us uh, to be able to you know actually sit there and listen empathetically to someone to be able to understand where they're coming from and not really offer advice or. or or judgment, but That's just right. to be able to provide guidance and support. I, I guess at the end of the day, you know, my my own experience was, was just so much fear about uh, about opening up about things and so forth. But yeah, what happened? I, I'll just I'll just share a little bit of my own experience, Phil. Um, being able to, to move through that and then realise that all the things that I thought made me successful were not important at all. So the money and the car and all the uh, all right. material things um, really weren't weren't that that important, and it wasn't until I was like in my forties that I actually like come to this realization. So it would have been tremendous for me to actually have this awareness as a fifteen year old. Mm. Uh, but I guess you know it's such a beautiful thing that we're having this conversation now because we've got the ability to be able to help other young young men to be able to come to this um, level of consciousness now. I guess, and it's interesting Correct. with what you said too, like. I, I like to go out to workplaces and I like to go out to footy clubs and speak about my own journey. And, and what comes from that is just a, uh, a tremendous um, uh, opening up of guys because they, they see what I've gone through within myself, uh, sorry, mm. within themselves. And then they start to talk and then they start to open up and then that vulnerability starts to become, you know, acceptable. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. it was all about judgment. So. The trick that I find is having companies uh, and organisations actually fund me to go out there and do it. You know, there's still a real yeah. uh, ambivalence to be able to invest uh, in your people. Well, well, we'll certainly we'll invest in people when we when we hurt them. You know, with uh, with health and safety. But let's actually do something that's uh, proactive yeah. and and give them proactive skills so they can be uh, better people inside and outside of work. And I've believed that for for twenty years. You know, I. I've managed um, large workforces, um, you know, ever since um, the early 2000s. I've managed lots of guys from all different backgrounds and so forth. Uh, men's, men's health, men's mental health doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter what level you're working at. Um, but I, I just saw a real gap and I still see a real gap to be able to help organisations understand that they need to invest in their people so they can, you know, mm. uh, everyone can benefit from it. You know, it's not just... Uh, uh, a reactive model like we have, uh, you know, in so many disciplines in life now. Mm. Yeah, I guess, you know, my journey, uh, it, it, its base has come from a faith journey, but I guess what I'm really looking at today is, you know, we need to bring, you know, we need some silence. And I guess if you were to say, what, what, what are you today? I'd probably categorise myself as a contemplative. So I actually believe in... Uh, meditation and uh, you know sitting in silence allowing the the monkey mind just to disappear but one of the main things that we do in our men's group is that we have three I guess they're rules but three recommendations 
that when we're talking to somebody in a group, so you got, we, we, we have no, so that people don't judge anyone. So no judging and no criticising and no one there to fix them. And I think over the years we've tried to fix people, but somehow we haven't given, given them the courage and the tools to help themselves. Mm. And so we need those wisdom guides, as I said earlier, just to sit with these guys and actually go, but hang on, what do you, is this what you want? Mm. And of course, often it's not, but they get caught up in the, in the drugs or the alcohol or whatever it might be. But, you know, with no judging, no criticising and no fixing, um, it just seems like it works. And the, and the group, now we're on, uh, you know, we, have, we meet face-to-face and on Zoom at the same time, which is quite technically challenging. Mm. Um, and we have people all over Australia Zooming in. Yeah, that's And, incredible. you know, the group holds the tension of that because it is a tension because if you get somebody who comes, oh, I... I I can tell you, you know, what your problem is. Well, yes, but (laughs) could you just listen to, you know, us and say, hey, thank you, I just really appreciate what you just said. Mm, So it's a a very different environment to say, you know, and I come from corporate sort of stuff where, you know, you've got to perform. This is not about that. It's actually about, well, I want to hear you and hear what your heart is. Yeah, absolutely. Corporate, corporate, you know, whether that be... Um, high level, low level, whatever. Uh, the workforce in general can really destroy your soul. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've observed that you know time and time and time again, and even within myself, you know, uh, yeah. to be able to yeah. to be able to identify that I am not the employee uh, 100% of the time. I can go away, and usually I meditate to be able to do the same to settle the mind down. To be able to disengage yes. with uh, with things that may trap me, yep. Um, yep. and you know, I, I I think I might have mentioned to you when I worked with the Tassie government when they built the new Royal Hobart Hospital, I pushed hard to get meditation rooms installed, yeah. <laughs> yep. but they wouldn't yeah. do it. They wouldn't do it. So um, you know, uh, it's the ability to be able to get away and actually be quiet. And you, you you'd yeah. like um, you'd like Mark Bunn's podcast that I did with him just recently when he was an AFL player. He'd go into the toilet and, and just sit and be quiet. You know. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You got You got to find a place. Now a lot of people go, oh well, I don't want to do that. But actually, you can go walking in the bush or the you know uh, you can go down to the river and uh, and, and just and go observe nature, mm. observe everything that's going on uh, because. Our egoic mind just wants to fill everything. And of course, we just don't even know who we are because we've never had the space to actually um, discover ourselves. Yes. I, 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 that's, I guess that's the way I, I would see it. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. Um, once, you, once you make tight uh, space for the mind to settle, you, you, yeah. you, get, you get back, you get out of that. You, you, you know, you, you go down the layers and all of a sudden you get back to that peaceful sense of soul or who you really are again. And, you know, I always yeah. describe it. I remember the change for me when I was a young boy. I was seven or eight and our school was just preparing me to, to, to disconnect from myself. Um, yeah. and, and, and that, that journey, like, you know, took a long time to actually like come back to, because I was so fearful of getting back to who I really am, you yeah. know, for yeah. fear of judgment and all that sort of stuff. So the education system, I believe has got a lot to answer for. 
um, mm. because it does take people away from their true sense of being. And um, it's slowly changing now, but uh, I think we've got a lot of work to do because people get taken away from living their passion, working their passion. And I believe if the school system said to a young boy, what do you really love to do? Well, let's build your career around that. Let's, let's do something that's gonna make you fulfilled and happy, you know, rather than just finding out when you're later that you gotta go and get a job and, and, you know, survive. I'd rather see individuals given the opportunity to thrive because it'll just make a better world. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I, I guess, you know, we've looked at, well, what's the male journey? And a lot of us get wounded early mm. and we're trying to build this you know, I guess it's a container and we're on this egoic journey and get wounded on the way. And we need somehow where we can introduce some, you know, uh, affirming rights where we affirm our young men into manhood and, um, you know, where we get some significant others and uncles and, you know, fathers and, and, and say, hey, I think you, you've got what it takes mm. and uh, help them discover what that is. So... And then, yeah, so, I, I, you know, there's a whole raft of teaching that we can do around that. But, you know, the whole thing is that we've just got to, you know, if we, if we have the will to do something, I think that's really important that we actually go, yep, okay, let's do some of this. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just see that the, our young men uh, don't have, you know, uh, I guess good role models maybe today. Mm, that's right. It's very, very common... Phil, um, I, I, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but the work I'm doing up here, I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of young men that have experienced trauma, uh, you know, in their, yeah. in, their, in their 20s, 30s, and they've been punished for that trauma. Uh, but no one's yeah. actually ever, like, really uh, sat down and, and helped them understand why their behaviour is going a certain way and, and you know, yeah. why they're using drugs and alcohol and why they're, they're getting into trouble with the law. Um, I just think there's such a, a, a great opportunity to be able to turn that around this decade to actually come at it with compassion and actually understand that this person um, is behaving this way for a certain reason. Let's help them you know, through that and be able to get them to a stage where they can be self-sufficient rather than being um, you know, destructive to themselves and others. Yeah, I, I think you've got to come back to behavior is language. They're trying to tell you something. Mm. So they don't actually have any language. So their behaviour says, oh, you know, he's, he's, he's this or is that. But actually, if we were to understand that behaviour is language, mm. that, um, that really is just so helpful in the game. Well, what, what are you trying to say? You, you know, so behind all that behaviour, uh, they're, they're struggling to actually articulate some of the, what they're feeling. It might be they feel abandoned. They might feel, you know, whatever, not loved or a whole raft of things. Mm. But the way they act out or they act, you know, it is through behaviour. And so really you've got to understand that behaviour is language. Yeah, it's unreal, Phil. Like, all these things are coming to me. Um, I, I remember being a young boy losing my licence in country Victoria and, uh, and no one ever asked me why you're behaving like this. That's right. You know, That's right. I was punished. I was. I lost my license. I got a big fine. All that stuff. But no one actually like really took the time to say, "Why are you behaving like this?" You know, uh, and that's that's what we need. Why do you believe? Why do you believe it is that the court system and the 
the judicial judicial system and the law is it is the way that it is. Um, we haven't understood that we need a restorative justice. Um, we, we've got more retribution, and 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 okay, the people they did wrong, but we don't restore people. So we just we just want to give them more more crap, yeah. <laughs> and of course it just reinforces their behaviour and reinforces reinforces the little boy within them. Mm. You know, my dad said he was I was never going to be a mount to anything. Of course, that's that's how his life has played out. Mm. So I, I did a little bit of work in the prison, but you know, to me, it's I, I, I want to come in with a good message that it, we're about hope, we're about trying to restore people. Um, but it's a hard, hard system. I, I, I don't have any answers for that. I know that wherever I go, I try and draw the good out of people, mm. and uh, and I think that's all we need to do. And we see if we focus on negative. I guess that's what we'll produce. But if we focus on positive, I'm pretty sure that's what we'll produce. Yeah, beautiful, beautifully said. I, I love, uh, I love being able to go into prisons and teach yoga because it's a great leveler. And uh, I was in Ararat last year um, teaching uh, in a high security unit, and there was guys, uh, guards. It was all guys, but uh, guards and prisoners doing the yoga at once. And after two hours, I just saw, saw people sitting up and all I could see was a soul. I didn't see a prison officer. I didn't see a criminal. I didn't see someone that had done something terribly wrong Correct. or whatever. Correct. Everyone was equal. Everyone that's, was equal. That's, that's it. Yeah. 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 I, I, I got to say, I, gotta, I, I guess I've got to say systems, we need them because we've got to deal with lots of things. But systems are probably part of the problem. So somehow, you know, we still need that. We still need the law. I'm not saying that, but somehow we've got to find a pathway that is that that we can, uh, you know, we're not reliant totally on the system, mm. where we can, you know, help somebody discover, you know, the beauty that is within them, and uh, and, and 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 bring that to the fore, not focus on the other. Yes. So yeah, I, I, look, I agree. That's fantastic, Aaron, mm. going into. The jail doing that, that's awesome. Yes, um, yeah, maybe we need to start up a, um, a new uh, a new party to be able to redirect the <laughs> the way the government's heading perhaps, but um, certainly I, I'm 100% behind you there. The, the model of fear, shame and guilt is, is really outdated. It's a colonial model that's been around for, for, for a long time and uh, it's not relevant now in modern society. I think it's really time to move, move past that and I guess you yeah. know, the more people that we can we can help and, and teach and you know get to your circles and, and, and get in front of to be able to help them develop their own self awareness is, is you know pure education in its essence. Um, it's not about the you know the the I suppose benefits that come from financial um, uh, circumstances or the things that you may receive. It's all about giving guidance yeah. and advice to other people that can help them you know move through the blockages and help them thrive. Yeah, look, I think if we take that notion of we've got to change something, um, I think we disguise from ourselves, we could end up the same. So to me, our systems are set up on a binary, which is a black and white system, which, which we need, um, but it's not the whole thing. And so to find another way or a third way to be able to see 
is really important. So if you go, well, you did this, so here's your punishment. But hang on, what was the circumstances of that young man or woman or whatever? Mm. How did they get there? Mm. So to me, we can have the black and white system, but if we don't have a third way to see it, we're still going to judge that as, you know, right and wrong. Mm. And that you don't know what's happened to that, that young man and why he's the way he is. Mm. And actually that exploration of, of that in, through a third lens or a third way to see it is what's needed, not more black and white. And I, I suspect that if we say, look, the justice system's no good, I'm not saying that, by the way, mm. uh, that we need another we'll probably end up in the same boat. Mm. Whereas what we need is, yes, that's the justice system, but how can we see differently? How can we see different? So we actually honour that person that's going through that and you start to hear their story and their story is, is just incredible. Absolutely. You know, what's happened over their life. So I, 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 I'm not for just changing it to another thing, but what I am for is what, how can we work with what we've got yes. and, and how can we see differently? Yeah, that's right. And it's amazing when you're open and you don't come from a, c- a critical approach or a judgmental approach, actually listening to someone Correct. and what they've been through uh, is, is just amazing. You're getting, you're getting all, this, uh, all this life, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever it may be, snapped into five minutes of conversation and you can um, be able to uh, you know, help that person identify um, you know their life in general just by listening so they they open up but it's, it's interesting Phil I did a men's circle here recently a guy came along and massive ego straight away I just sat back and listened um, uh, when he arrived when he sat in the group I said you can go first you know an hour and a half later he's still talking but um, what we were able to help him identify as a 70 year old man was what he was like when he was, he was a 60 year old man 40 year old man 20 year old man 10-year-old man, then yeah. an eight-year-old boy and where that hurt came from. And that was when something happened to him when he was a young boy and he'd been forcing, fighting against that the whole time. That's why his behaviour was a certain way. Yeah. Look, just just on that, you know my, my story about, you know, my dyslexia in the classroom. Mm. And look, it was about 10 years ago. And um, now I've been doing men's work for a while, but about 10 years ago, I went into this executive meeting and I said to the, the reason I called the meeting was I said, you know, this organisation we're actually hurting people, and can we just we can we just look at this? And I came away from it, and I felt I was powerless to change those people. Mm. And I thought, oh well, you know, okay, well I give it, a, I gave it my best shot. But then a, a clinical psychologist friend of mine, we were doing a retreat, and he said, how'd you get on with that meeting? And I said, oh, look, I just felt powerless to change them. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, so where'd that come from? I said, no, 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 don't, don't, I, I'm, I, I understand all this, mate. So, so don't give me your psychological evaluation of me. Mm-hmm. And I, he said, no, 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 seriously, where did it come from? And, you know, I went back to my childhood and there's several events without going into them that I was powerless to change the outcome. And you see, that followed me all my life mm. up until 10 years ago. Mm. And then I go, well, actually, I... And, of course, just by recognising it, letting some light into there, I, I don't have that anymore. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it wasn't that we didn't really do anything, but I just recognised, actually, that's the same model 
that I've had, you know, up until 10 years ago when I was 60 and, and that actually happened to me when I was five. Mm. And that powerless to change or fear or whatever, you know, I, I don't want to get into, you know, what it might be or might not be, but I think if we don't understand that that stuff follows us and our life is just a reoccurrence of that same event. Mm. Now, emotionally, in that area, I'm actually only five, but I'm actually 60. Yes. Because emotionally, I can't move from that. And, of course, we, we think, well, why is this person acting out? Well, because he's acting as a five-year-old. Mm. And emotionally, we've got to start to really understand that emotionally we're trapped because of the trauma, because of, because of the pain or the whatever it might be. Anyway, mm. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I think we all do, mate. <laughs> Um, you know, every one of us has got something uh, within us that, uh, that was stored in the body uh, all those years ago that has been there and it's been the filter, or not so much a filter, but it's been that, that, that safety net uh, that's actually like, kept us from growing because we haven't had uh, yeah. anyone unlock the realisation for us to actually help move through that's that, right. you know. That's, um, it. that's it. Yeah, and a lot of us experience quite a bit of trauma in our, in our youth and uh, you know, all of a sudden, if that uh, if that um, is responded to a certain way back then, then that's your go-to. You know, that's your um, that's your fallback mechanism when it comes to feeling um, vulnerable or threatened or whatever. You know, so um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing that sixty you're able to identify that and have someone help you move through it. Yeah, I think you know, way I the way I think about it is that we get hurt or something happens so we push it down so you can picture yourself with two hands there you push it down into your lower being and then something else happens so you push that down and something else happens so you push that down and then then one day somebody says something and and you explode from Mm. internal Mm. and actually if you looked at that what actually happened to you then it wasn't enough to give you that explosion of anger or whatever it might be towards a loved one or whatever it might be but it's because we kept pushing it down so what I try and get the guys well you know we've actually got to let go of that and that's part of the meditation we've got to let go of that stuff otherwise we just keep I don't know we just keep pushing it down but actually our wife presses our button and of course we explode on it and go well where did that come from yeah. well it's because of all the stuff that we've uh, continued to push down over many years and no one has actually said hey it's okay to let that go yes tell me tell me about that what's what does that look like for you mm, it's interesting you know in in sport in corporate whatever when you push someone's button, they, they will react to that. But that, that, that thought pattern might have come from years and years ago, and that's their belief system. But uh, they're, they're, they're very, um, or most of us, or nearly all of us, are very, uh, um, I suppose, uh, you know, weak or feel threatened when someone actually, like, triggers us when it, when it comes to something that we believe in, you know. And... Um, uh, not many of us are actually open to exploring things, uh, you know, a different way. I, I guess so. Um, so yeah, those, those those triggers are very alive in, in many of us out there. But I guess by by doing what we're doing here and having conversations with guys at large, we can actually help them understand, you know, what sets them off or what actually helps them, um, you know, get back to a sense of calm when they do feel an emotional charge in the body and, and that type of thing. And um, 
Yeah, it's very, mm. very, mm. very, very common. Um, very, very common uh, in, in all walks of life. Um, you know, I, I see, I see so many lessons in nature all the time. Phil, every, every, every creature out there doing what they're meant to be doing. They're only triggered occasionally yep. when they're threatened, but most of us are threatened that are threatened all the time. We're feeling that threatened uh, mindset consistently, yeah. you know, and that makes us react. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I do, I do think that we haven't quite understood the ego journey. So, I guess we, when we're born, we we don't really have an ego, mm. and then we sort of develop that, um, and then. Uh, but the ego is very defended. It's very fragile, but very defended. Yes. And of course, our reactions often is coming through that ego journey uh, because we're trying to make ourselves out to be something. And of course, what we don't really fail to realize, we already are something. Yes. And so we think that by doing other things, you know, by getting the, the Porsche or whatever is going to be that, you know, that'll make you better, but it doesn't make you any better. Same with drugs and alcohol. So the, the, this defended person, so what I've come to understand is that we're split between the ego journey and, and, and what I call the soul journey. Yes. So, so if you're, if you're you know, not bothered about anyone, what they can say to you, you know, that's going to hurt you, you're sort of probably in the, in the soul journey. You can't hurt that part of you. By word, you can actually hurt the, the ego part because it's false. Yes, and the, and the soul part of you is the truly who you are, mm. and you can't hurt that person because you're not making it out to be anything. Yes, and so I guess just for my me, just really understanding that all of us are split between those two parts. In some ways, they they look like two different people. Um, if you talk with somebody that's in the ego, it's all about you know, I, I, I. If you talk about somebody that's in the soul part of them, they're just talking about we. You know, mm-hmm. how can we get on with this collective? That's right. Yes, um, amazing. You know, with what I said about observing nature, they're all in their soul journey. You know, there's no, there's no real ego domination out there. Um, and this None is the thing, all. Phil. You know, we're we're born awake, but we get put to sleep, and uh, it's being able to observe that awakening within you which is your soul which you're at until you know maybe five or six or seven and then uh, you, you sort of you start to become a little bit more um critical judgmental comparative all that type of stuff which takes us away from our soul um, that's right that's yeah, true. That's yeah. True. yeah yeah hey great to talk to you um uh you've just been so in uh i just really love what you're doing mate um you, you you've done You've done yourself proud by uh, by putting this out on there, Aaron. Mm. And um, just want to encourage you in whatever you do. It's just it's just awesome that we can actually help someone else. Now, if anyone wants to get hold of you, Phil, how can they how can they reach you? Look, we, um, we I, I guess I run an organisation. Well, I guess I do. It's we have twelve facilitators around Australia, and um, they, they're on their own journey. And, and, and me too, uh, I don't know everything, um, but just through directions. So it's directionstaz.com.au. Mm-hmm. So um, that's our website. It's not much of a website. We just, we work on the coalface um, and a lot of it's through referrals from others. So mm-hmm. it's www.directionstaz.com.au. 
All right, mate. That's that's awesome. And if anyone wants to touch base with Phil, if they can't reach him through that, just contact me, and we'll uh, we'll hook you up. So, mate, uh, really grateful for your time and uh, and wisdom there. And uh, the, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can get a, a, quite a bit from from what your your words of yeah. wisdom are here. And uh, certainly, getting back to the foundations of of, 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 of men's well being, men's health, men's Exactly. self-awareness all that type of stuff so it's really important and i think we're at a, a critical moment in time at the moment to be able to you know move yeah. out of uh, out of the way we see ourselves and see um you know men's well-being in general so great we're having the conversation or had the conversation yeah, yeah. I, I i think that uh, there's so much to to learn in this space and uh some of what we've been doing is uh we've sort of tried to scope it out well what does it look like and um, there's just a whole lot of teaching that we need to sort of try and bring across to mainstream uh, guys. And uh, if there's anything we can do to help some of that, love to, you know, try and facilitate that. Obviously, through Zoom, um, you know, if there was a men's group going, we can come and join in on that or do whatever. So, yeah, just, uh, just want to honour you, uh, Aaron, for the, all that you're doing. And just, uh, just the, you know, we'll we'll keep in touch. I think. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Right back at you. Really, really appreciate. It. I've got people like you in my life. So, um, thank you very, very much. No worries. All right. <laughs> I'll, um, we'll catch up with you again, mate. Yeah, th- thanks very much, Phil. See you, mate. Okay. Bye now. There you go, guys. Phil Harback, what a, an amazing uh, gentleman and an amazing uh, 45, 50 minutes <laughs> we've had of conversation. We could have kept talking all day, don't worry about that, but uh, um, certainly encourage you to reach out uh, to Phil uh, and maybe jump onto one of his Zoom um, uh, calls that he does, I think every week or fortnight, just with um, with guys from all around Australia having these sorts of conversations. So. Um, yeah, you obviously uh, got a bit of a snippet of, uh, of Phil's knowledge and, uh, and sense of self, but also the sense of what we've got within us as men as our potential. So happy to, uh, to pass on his details. If you want to cut, touch base with me, email support at outbackmind.com.au or website www.outbackmind.com.au. Thanks very much, guys. Appreciate uh, any feedback you have, and uh, hopefully we can make this bigger and better as the journey goes. Thanks very much. Cheers.